I kind of assumed he would never, you know, be a competition horse again. And, um, that was kind of the end of that, but as long as he was happy and that was all that mattered. And he came back and he took us around our first intermediate, our first three-star, first advanced, first four-star. So if he never does anything else for me, (laughs) it'll be enough. Wow. So he's a pretty amazing horse. What a miracle horse. Yeah. He had a will to live. Yeah. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And Karen, we we love, love, love our sponsorship by Main and Tail. Cowboy Magic and Exhibitors. Love them. We love those guys. They've been with us since the beginning. The parent company is called Straight Arrow. Mm-hmm. Right, Karen? Yes. Straight Arrow is fantastic. If you remember back, uh, myself and Boyd, we went and did a nice tour of mm-hmm. the of where they manufacture these great products. And you met Devin. And we met Devin Katsev, the mm-hmm. owner and fa- uh, he's not the founder. He's the son of the founders. He, I mean, a family business. We're talking his dad created these products um, early, early on. So they've been wonderful supporters of Major League Eventing way back. I mean, years now, Karen. They've been... Uh, Anyone that listens knows that pretty much you can't hear an episode without some sort of main and tail exhibitors or cowboy magic ad. Um, we owe them everything. Not only do we owe them so much, now the Land Rover Kentucky five star um, has singled them out as a, as a huge uh, donor to this fundraiser to help keep Kentucky alive. So just this week, they they put out a press release. Can you read just a little bit of that, Karen, just so people can get an idea of how wonderful these folks are? Sure. They made a substantial donation to help all those involved in organization and execution of the event, as well as all those who plan to compete during the 2021 event. Their donation was made on behalf of the Straight Arrow family of brands, Main and Tail, Cowboy Magic, and Exhibitors Equine, as well as on behalf of the ambassadors, Boyd Martin, Caroline Martin, Chris Talley, and Cornelia Dorr. Man, that's fantastic. It is. Obviously, a great list of riders that use their products. You see them out there every week. They have beautiful, well-turned-out horses. Um, They've been wonderful to us. They've been wonderful. Behind the scenes, they're wonderful to to everyone. They really are. They're people that work at the the factory Mm -hmm. that make these products, the quality that goes into it. The, 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 the factory that you can eat off the floor. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> um, so we just wanted to just say thank you again to Straight Arrow um, for not only sponsoring Major League Eventing, but also for, for helping to keep these great events mm-hmm. going all around the country. So oftentimes sponsors don't get the recognition they deserve. And we just wanted to make sure that everyone just said you know, the, the, these people are investing in eventing. And if you don't use their products, please give them a shot. At least try them. We, we know that um, there's a lot of great products out there in this world. But let's support the people who support our sport. Right. You know, Karen? Exactly. So thank you so much. Straight Arrow. Again, that's Main and Tail. Cowboy Magic, Magic. And Exhibitors. And Exhibitors. Thank you. Karen, big announcement. Big, huge. Huge announcement. New sponsor alert. New sponsor alert. New sponsor. (laughs) Welcome to the team Triple Crown Feed. Oh, yeah. Triple Crown. Big fans of Triple Crown Feed. Um, They have tons of of great products out there. Mm -hmm. Premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. Triplecrownfeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. It Triplecrownfeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have yes. a great feed com- comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. The $50,000 LiftMaster Grand Prix of Eventing at Bruce's Field returns March 5th and 6th. With live stream coverage brought to you by Horse and Country TV and entries from all the elite USCF high performance riders, including USCA Rider of the Year and 
undefeated GPE champion Liz Halliday Sharp, who will be back to vie for another title. It's action you don't want to miss. Five-star dressage, show jumping designed by Michelle Valencourt, cross-country designed by Captain Mark Phillips, and much, much more. Be sure to visit www.akenhorsepark.org slash eventing for more information and tune in to the live stream. I'm Frankie Terriot-Stutes, and we look forward to bringing you coverage from Aiken, South Carolina, right to your living rooms. We'll see you soon. Taylor Harris Insurance Services. There for all equestrians, amateur and the professional. For all types and all breeds. No matter what discipline or level, Taylor Harris is committed to excellence in serving you and protecting the horses you love. Taylor Harris Insurance Services, your worldwide equine insurance specialists. And we'd like to welcome another new sponsor to the show, Equiloom, Karen. Equiloom. Yeah, so Equiloom is the world leader in the research and development of lighting solutions that maximize the horse's health, performance, and overall well-being. The Equiloom Stable Lights and Cash Shell Light Mass are game changers for performance horses. By replicating natural sunlight and allowing them to receive the optimum level of biologically effective light, whether they are stabled, out grazing, or traveling to competition, the scientifically developed Equilum lighting products support the horse's body clock, positively influencing mood and behavior while helping to maintain muscle tone, strengthen immunity, and ensure a sleek and shiny coat, Karen. Wow. Do you know who else uses Equilum? Who else, Karen? The USCA Rider of the Year, Liz Halday Sharp. I love Liz. So she told us about her experience using the products by saying, We use the Equilum Stable Lights and Cashel Light Mask on De Niro in the run-up to Tryon and during our stay there. I have to say it's the most outstanding he has ever felt on the last day. I think if a horse is getting good light, resting well, and feeling their best, it's only going to help them perform better and feel better. Absolutely. So learn more, Karen, at Equilum.com. Equilum.com. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, super excited for today's major oh, yeah. podcast. Tell you, we're back in the United States, Karen. We've been overseas, Europe for, for the past, past month. A little over a month. Yeah. yeah, we've been all over the place. All over. Back to the Americans, Karen. Back to the <laughs> Americans. Uh, Karen, our guest today, newly out in business on her own, mm-hmm. set her shingle out just a few months ago. Welcome to the show, Gabby Ruane. Welcome. Gabby, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is super cool. Super cool. Uh, we've never met in person, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, get to know you. Get to know you. Uh, wh- where are you coming to us from? I am coming to you guys from Reddick, Florida, um, from my house. It sounds warm right now. Okay. I know. Yeah, Reddick's nice. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's probably part of the reason why we don't know you too well, because we're always stuck up north. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't go where it snows. That's, that's a good policy. Let me tell you. That's kind of my goal. Yeah. I'd like to say that's my policy, but somehow I've never found through on it. And I live in the tundra. Um, that's funny. That's funny. Well, you're you're better off staying in Reddick, nice and warm. And, and the season seems like it runs, never ends down in Florida. So, oh, so nice. Like that's the place to be, Karen. One oh, yeah. of these days, Karen. One of these days. So, so Gabby, can you take us back and tell us how you actually got your start in riding and then into eventing? Yes. So I've been obsessed with horses for as long as I can remember. And I think the first time I sat on a horse was when I was a year old. My mom grew up in Colorado and her family had some ranch horses. So I got up on that horse with my dad sitting in front of the saddle. Um, so that was kind of my first memory of horses. And then when I was five or six, I took, I did a horse camp just outside of Chicago, which is where I was born. And that was a week long. And I just remember like, I wanted to go back and (laughs) take lessons and, um, it was pretty soon after that my family actually moved to Maui and I lived there for six and a half years. And there is when I started taking lessons and competing 
they actually have a uh, pretty active horse show circuit there. It's small, but yeah, it's small, but they um, have the Maui Horse Show Association and then they have the Hawaii State Dressage Society. They don't have eventing. I don't think there's space, Um, but I did all of that and I, you know, leased a couple of ponies over the years and did hunter jumper equitation, even a little bit of Western pleasure. Um, and it was, it was really a great place to, to grow up and learn how to ride. Um, but again, not eventing. Um, and then when I was 12, uh, my family moved to Alberta, um, just outside of Calgary in a town called Canmore. It's actually 20 minutes from Banff. If you're familiar with Banff, um, it's beautiful out there. It's in the Rockies. Um, and the closest barn to our house was an eventing barn. Um, and the lady who owned the barn was Sandra Donnelly. She's a Canadian Olympian. And I started taking lessons there. And when I was 13, my parents bought me my first horse, which was their promise to me when I was 13, I was going to get a horse and apparently it snuck up on them, but (laughs) they did it anyway. (laughs) Um, and he was a five or six year old thoroughbred and I had taken a few lessons on him prior and he was very green. So we kind of learned a lot together and I tried eventing with him a little bit. It wasn't his forte. Uh, I think I got eliminated in my first event and I remember hating it because I couldn't just go back in like in the jumper show and just do it again. I didn't like that my weekend was over. And so I didn't do a whole lot of eventing. I didn't actually like it right away. Um, But a few years later, I sold that horse to look for something a little bit, you know, more. And we got a mare named Tinsel who had done a lot of jumpers, never evented. Um, And I ended up taking her. Actually, when I tried her... Um, I tried her at a show jumping facility first and then we really liked her. So we decided to take her out on the cross country and just see how she would take to it. And I think I jumped two or three jumps out on the cross country and I pointed her at like just a little coop. And I guess I gave her a bad ride because she dumped me and (laughs) we were at a facility where in the off season they had cows there. And the cows just roam the cross country course. And when you'd come to school, they would put the cows away or, you know, whatever. And she dumped me right into a giant cow patty. Oh. It was very fresh. And <laughs> I was covered from, I think, shoulder to, I don't know, to my feet um, on one side. So I ended up finishing the ride on her. She was fantastic. And, uh, but I had to drive home with my mom. So I'm sure she wasn't happy about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I had to get in the back of the truck or not. Um, <laughs> but we ended up buying her and she took me quite quickly up the levels. I did my first novice um, with her in June of 2011. And I was going preliminary with her by November. So she was a really good horse and she really got me into eventing. She just loved the cross country and I didn't have that with my horse before that. Um, so that was a huge deal breaker for me. Um, horse that loved it. So she was wonderful. And unfortunately she, I tried to get to young riders with her and she had some, had a career ending injury and, Um, so, but she, she has a great home now with uh, some friends. So that's great. Um, and then I, we purchased a thoroughbred that I competed up to training level. And I kind of thought he was going to be my, my first upper level horse. Um, he just wasn't quite brave enough, but at the time I had, been working for Sandra Donnelly. So I'd worked for her for about two years. And at that time I decided I wanted to go out to the East coast and just see what it was like. And she was good friends with, um, John and Jen Holling, um, 
through her job as a um, selector for the Canadian team. So Sandra connected me with them and I moved out to the East Coast when I was 18. So in 2014, um, in January, and I started working for them and I brought um, my thoroughbred Boji and I ended up working for them for six and a half years. <laughs> um, it was a really long, long time, but it was a great experience. And, and uh, I met my, and I got my upper level horse, um, Liz McCure Brewski um, through them. And so that's how I got him. He came in as a sale horse and I was able to ride him. My other horse had an injury at the time and they let me ride him and he was going to be sold. And I, my parents, I think it was their idea. It said, well, do you, if you like him, maybe we should buy him. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I actually do like him. <laughs> so <laughs> we did buy him and uh, I guess the rest is history. Wow. And, and what, what breeding is he? He is an Irish sport horse. He is by Carlo Bank out of a Catan mare. He's 75% thoroughbred. Gotcha. That's pretty awesome. I, was, I always wonder how to say that name because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I know. I was staring at it like. Mm. The very beginning. I'm not sure that that was right either, but. <laughs> Wait, but you're paying the bills. You, you call it whatever, however, you pronounce it however you want. That's funny. Yeah. So you did over six years with the Hollings. Yes. Wow. So was that kind of at 18, that was your first work in student position. And then you basically stayed there until you set out on your own. Yeah. So I worked, I did work for Sandra for two and a half years. Um, when I had my mayor tinsel and I would go down to California with her, she would do the, the West coast circuit. Um, so we would go every fall and every spring or I guess winter, spring. And so I did that for a while. And then I just, I was like, I want to see the East coast now, you know, everybody's over there. And I kept hearing about Ocala. So I, uh, yeah, I moved over here and yeah, I started as a working student and I kind of did a lot of different things. I did some barn management and, a lot of riding and some teaching and just, they really let me kind of grow from just being a working student. They kind of let me fill a lot of different roles and, and learn a ton that way. It was really cool. Wow. Hmm. Well, you know, John's had a couple of really notable young riders mm -hmm. come up and start their own businesses recently. So that's, it's pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty good testament to, to what John's doing. Yeah. There. What a good guy. Great program they have. The uh, mm -hmm. and so now, uh, Karen. I think this is our first Maui eventer we ever yeah, had. Yeah, it is. <laughs> first it, is Maui, it is Maui to Canada. That's Maui it. to Canada to Florida to Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, you, are, you are American though, right? You are. Yes, I yes, I'm American. You know, it's funny. There's actually quite a few um, upper level, not necessarily event riders, but riders who've come from Maui. Really? Um, I know that there is a. Um, I don't know her name, but she's a a Grand Prix dressage rider and she's based out of California, but I think she's in Wellington right now. Okay. And then there's, um, one of my good friends growing up, her name's Uma O'Neill. She is on the, she rides for New Zealand. Um, but she, I believe was shortlisted to the Olympics for show jumping this for, for this Olympics. Wow. So there's actually, there's been a few, um, riders so it's kind of interesting but yeah. who'd have thought it that's pretty cool that's very very cool yeah and now and the conscious decision now we'll, we'll get into your business here momentarily but was there a period of time that you said okay this is it i want to do this for a living or or did it just kind of you know you had the job and you fell into it or like and and what what went into that decision to say this is this is the career path i'm going to take and go ahead. i honestly from probably the second I started taking lessons, I was like, I'm going to do this for a living. Wow. And I don't think I knew how much work it was going to be, but, um, <laughs> I definitely wanted to do it. Uh, I knew I, I knew that was what I was doing and I wasn't questioning it and I never did. And now I do, but <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work, but 
Yeah, I always, I always need that. <laughs> did John ever let you go out and kill the snakes in the water in the water jump? <laughs> well, I had no interest in doing that. Oh, okay. um, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story of John. That did, that did happen a lot. That that happened quite a bit. There was a lot of snakes in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like he had. Uh, it sounded like he enjoyed going sneak hunting too, just a little bit, maybe. Just a little. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was a snake. It must have. It must have slipped away. <laughs> That's funny. The shooting range. So, so uh, the business. Tell us about. You, you know, you you recently went out on your own. Can you tell us like when you went out on your own and tell us that experience and and then what you do, what what your business consists of. Yeah. Um, so I went out on my own in mid-November of last year and I honestly I kind of took a few weeks to just decompress after being a working student for I don't know eight nine years um and then I uh I moved my horses to um actually where I'm living now it's a really nice it's just a private farm in Reddick it's 20 acres we have a really nice like a 15 acre conditioning field on the back with what you could almost call hills for Florida and a jump field and a really nice barn and grass paddocks. And it's just, it's a really nice, it's a perfect size for kind of a small operation for right now. Um, and I do kind of just all of the general things, lessons, um, horses and training. I do some freelance riding um, coaching at shows, that type of thing. Um, I've got some great clients right now, but I'm always looking to, to build that client base. So, um, I've been working on that. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Like you, you'll, you'll, you'll travel to people. Like will you travel to ride other people's horses and, and yeah, I do that a lot. I, I actually do that probably the most of anything. Um, or, you know, or travel to teach lessons, but I have, I have people that will bring their horses here. Um, but I, I do really enjoy having a horse in training, um, at the farm because I can focus all of my attention on that horse and really give them an individual plan and just be very on top of their training. Um, but I mean, I, I, I really enjoy doing just about anything with the horses. So, and do you have like, do you have room to take on horses in training now? Yes. And actually our facility um where i rent the stalls um they're adding 10 more stalls i believe oh, okay. so room, there'll be some more room room to grow yes <laughs> for sure yeah yeah How it's was very that nice when when you went to the hollings you know after all those years that's got to be it's got to be difficult or scary like how does that how do I mean, you know, I, I know it's kind of maybe a personal question, but how does that go down? Did they know you were getting ready to leave? Was it kind of a natural progression? Was it? Uh, you know? Um, a little bit of both. I, I had, um, kind of, we kind of broached the subject earlier in the year, um, like around May maybe. Um, and at that time I'd actually wanted to take my, advanced horse over to Europe possibly to compete. Um, and that just didn't really pan out for a number of reasons. Um, but I kind of said, well, you know, I'll take him to jockey or not jockey club. Uh, I'm supposed to be jockey club, um, try on and I'll kind of go from there. And so I just never felt like there was going to be a right time. So and I knew that, well, there definitely wouldn't have been the right time. So I just decided to kind of take the leap and it was not easy, um, to leave. And, and it definitely, I kind of doubted my decision and, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I did that. Cause I think it's easy to just get stuck somewhere for a while and cause everything's familiar and right. it's less scary, but there's not really any growth in that. So. Oof. That's gotta be Yeah. Crazy. I know. <laughs> I think I, I, yeah. I I'd be such a scaredy cat to leave. I don't know. But I mean I guess it's nice. I guess when you're there you start to meet people, build your own kind of clientele and, mm -hmm. and then you you know you have yeah. a little bit of work to keep you going there. Do you have anyone working for you or do you do everything yourself at the farm? Right now I do everything myself. Oh. I only have two horses of my own, so okay. it's not 
too difficult, but I, I imagine in the not so distant future, it will be a little bit too much for just me to handle. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I think that's important for people to, to hear this story. You know, we get so caught up in, in just like the, the people at the top, top of the sport and they have, uh, you know, the big working student crews right, and, and the, kind groom of the and... grooms and like an entourage, you know, almost. And, and people sometimes, I think we, we forget that, you know, that's not necessarily the norm. You know, there are plenty of people, especially when they get back out and they start back out on their own where they, you know, you start small, you know, you're never too good to muck a stall and, and braid your mm-hmm. horse. And, and that's why it's important. I tell people, you know, learn every aspect. So you're not reliant on, you know, you're, you're trapped. If you rely on somebody to be your groom or rely on somebody to muck the stalls because you think you're too good, you know, you're, 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 you're setting yourself at a disadvantage. You know, you need to be willing to, to work and do every aspect and learn every aspect. So yeah, I applaud absolutely. Absolutely. Although I will say my mom sometimes braids my horses. <laughs> she, <laughs> she'll come, she'll come down for the shows and uh, she's an amazing braider. She used to do, I did the hunters and the equitation when I was a kid and she would do all of that, those braids and she can do a mean tail braid. Nice. So when she's here, I will say I do let her have that job. Well, and I'm not saying it's not, a, I think delegating or giving people who are really good at something, that job, you know, obviously you have to, you know, delegate and get help, but I'm, you know, but I think it's, 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 but you know how to braid, you know how to at least get yourself. Yeah, if you have of to, course. You know? But we can tell who's, whose braids are moms and whose braids are, are Gabby's, right? <laughs> yeah. Hers are better. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we've kind of been there where it's like, yeah. you pull out, you, you, you can really tell the good braids when you go to pull them out and it's like, Oh, yeah. these suckers. Uh-huh. Are in there. Yes, for a exactly. Week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's awesome. So if there's one part of your business you wanted to grow right now, like that, that you really are focusing on growing, could you tell us like which one it is? So people back out there listening would know what, what exactly you're really trying to hone in. Um, I'd love to bring in some more horses for full training. Um, I do a lot of freelance riding now, but I'd love to, to do that a little bit more. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy working with, you know, any type of horse, a young horse. I've worked with a lot of off the track thoroughbreds recently. Um, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. One thing a lot of people don't know about my advanced horse, um, Liz McCarabruski is that he, um, right after we did our first two star long in April of 2017, he fell very ill and it started out, he went completely, completely neurologic and had a, you know, had these really persistent fevers. He was, I mean, he was at like 108, um, for weeks at a time. The only thing that would bring it down is banamine. And we ended up bringing him to the university of Florida three times over the course of two or three months, um, he was first put in an isolation stall because they weren't sure if he had something contagious. They weren't sure what the neurologic symptoms were stemming from. And he started getting, once that was kind of cleared up, he didn't have anything contagious. They weren't really sure where to start. They did, I think, three spinal taps on him total. He had thoracic ultrasounds and x-rays done he started to get really weird swelling his forehead swelled he actually still has the bumps today um he used to have a normal horse head and now he's got like a lumpy face um (laughs) and he started having skin just like falling off in patches and he had just like swelling of the sheath he had really um a bad case of uveitis in both eyes. Um, He just was kind of falling apart. He was, I mean, he was so weak. We left the pair of shoes he went to the hospital in on for 10 weeks. Couldn't even like lift his legs up. He was, he looked horrible. Um, And we, we started treating him for limes because we thought, well, he tested negative, but a lot of the times 
you get a false negative with limes and uh, they did so much diagnostic stuff and they never figured out what it was. And so we had him on a bunch of drugs and nothing was really working. And really the, the biggest problem was the fevers. He was just had incredibly high fevers for a very long time. Um, I was just cooking from the inside out and we eventually decided, you know, what, what quality of life is that, you know, there is none and put him down. And so we kind of, every time we kind of went to do that, he would get a little bit better for a couple of days. So we thought, okay, so we'll give him another few days. It's probably happened a few times. And then we finally decided, okay, we're just going to pull all of the drugs and just see what happens. If he deals with it, he deals with it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And he did. Um, he slowly started to get better and the fevers started to go away. And after like a, I don't know, a few weeks, I decided to just try to get on him and see what happened. And uh, kind of just went from there. We went really slowly. And I just, I kind of assumed he would never, you know, be a competition horse again. And um, that was kind of the end of that. But as long as he was happy and that was all that mattered. And he came back and he took us around our first intermediate, our first three-star, first advanced, first four-star. So if he never does anything else for me, <laughs> it'll be enough. Wow. So he's a pretty amazing horse. What wow. a miracle horse. Yeah. He had a will to live. Yes. Wow. That's an awesome Jeez. story. He did. Well, now it's everyone's new favorite horse, Liz McKeer Brewski. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if you guys have seen him jump uh, fences without me, but he there's a photo going around Facebook where he's jumping um, a skinny at Chat Hills. I'm on the ground, but he's jumping it <laughs> without me. Um, so he he's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So what was the final diagnosis or was there, was there? There wasn't one. They just, they kind of just, you know, it was probably just some sort of unknown viral infection. That was kind of their best, but it was very strange. And I mean, it took months and we had an amazing team of vets working, working on him. And I mean, nobody, everybody was just stumped. It was bizarre. And he just kept, kept having to go back in because he just kept getting worse and worse and, they didn't know what to do. So sometimes he would just go and they would, they wouldn't do anything. They just monitor him and there was nothing that they could do. Um, but he, he came out of it, I would say better than, better than ever. So. Wow. How about that? Well, well, yeah, definitely everyone's going to have to be keeping an eye out for yes, this horse now. Karen. Definitely. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, you know, it's terrible. It's a, it's a terrible story with a great ending and, uh, it just yeah. makes you, it makes you really appreciate, um, you know, you as a, as a horse person and doing everything you can to, to take care of your horse and then mm -hmm. everything to come out on the other side. Well, so that's, um, uh, that's amazing. It looked very cool. All right. So Gabby, we are going to play quick fire questions. Quick fire questions. And, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> and this quick fire questions is brought to you by Taylor Harris insurance services. So it's going to be five questions. And we do grade you at the end. Strict grading. Okay. okay. Very strict. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one's failed yet. I don't think. Yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hopefully I'm not the first. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Do you have any good luck rituals or superstitions before you go out cross country? Kind of. So... Anyone who knows me knows that I love Pop-Tarts and I like to eat at least two Pop-Tarts either right before I get on for cross country or like after I've gotten on. Um, wow. And I will say it's not like a superstition because I don't do it every time, but I feel like I, if I don't do it, I'm missing something. So I do, I do like to do that. It's kind of weird, but I really like Pop-Tarts and I'll probably eat like two boxes at least over the Porsche weekend. Oh my goodness. Wow. And so sometimes we might see, we'll see Gabby riding around eating a pop. -tart. Now is that two packages of pop carts or there's two pop tarts in a package? Two pop tarts in a package. Okay. All right. Uh, and what flavor? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I like most of them. Um, I really like the chocolate fudge. Good. That's good. Um, and the s'mores, the s'mores ones are really good. Um, or the cherry ones. <laughs> I don't know. 
I like I like all of them. So tell us the ones you don't like. That might be some weird. Just I can't even think of I can't even think of one honestly. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's funny. funny. All right. Uh, favorite writer growing up? Um, well, I didn't have a lot of eventing. I didn't know much about eventing. So I would have to say BZ Madden. Ooh, excellent answer. Still, yep. um, yeah, that was definitely, I still do. So yeah, yeah right. She's still on fire. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. She is. is. Okay. Most embarrassing moment while competing. Um, well, uh, my first four star long in 2019 at the jockey club, I jumped the wrong fence halfway around the cross country Mm. and was eliminated. So I think that was pretty embarrassing. (laughs) Or maybe last weekend when I fell off in the show jumping, that was also embarrassing. So I don't know. Take your pick. <laughs> I I think I think forgetting the fence or missing the fence was, or jumping the wrong fence was uh, more scarring for me because I'm like, oh, we're having such a great round and uh, oh, it's over. Well, well, falling off happens. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and missing stuff does too. But there is like a big colored number and stuff like that. So. You know, I had never done that before. And then the first time I did it was at the biggest event I'd done. It so happens, that was great. I wouldn't, be, yeah. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I don't think anyone's looking at you and snickering, you know. Oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> that's why I just that's why I don't event myself because I, I can't remember a flash <laughs> test and I can't and I, and I can't remember a show jump course. I'm I'm a big old dumb. There's ass, a lot so. of things, yeah. There's a lot of things you have to keep in keep track of right <laughs> it's definitely a very it's not a it's not a uh and all the different times oh my you gosh. can you can never get the time mm-hmm. straight man i i i would never i would never make it as a competitor that's why i'll <laughs> stick to podcasting <laughs> all right next question if eventing was not an option what other discipline would you want to try um i would definitely go back to show jumping there you go. Good For answer. sure. Good answer. Yes, good answer. All right. Last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. Um I would say Winsome Adante. Mm. Mm, yeah. Good answer. I think that might be one I'd like to ride. Yeah, that's a good one. Excellent. Excellent. Karen. A plus plus. A plus plus. Awesome. <laughs> Done. Gabby, that. bringing the heat. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> you can always hear. You can always hear the guests' anxiety. Like they're like, "Oh, thank God it's over." You, you <laughs> hear it. <laughs> well, Nobody likes to be graded. <laughs> <laughs> Every dressage test is a grade. <laughs> you do it for That's a living. True. We we pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, at least it's not like the hunters where you just get left out in the cold and they're just like, ah, you stuck. Right, you yeah. You get some feedback. Yeah. You get some feedback. Right. <laughs> you know, it's constructive and not pity. Yeah. We've seen some right. we've seen some heartbreaking uh uh comments on dressage. Yeah, shows. we have. <laughs> I usually agree with them. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, I deserve that. Yeah, yeah. But you earned that A plus plus. Yes, today. you did. Excellent you did. Work. You did. Uh, so, Gabby, do you have any advice for a young rider trying to make it in the sport? Yes, I would say if you're considering doing this for a living, to become a working student because it is about so much more than riding. Um, it's about the care and management of your horses. And I just don't think you can learn that any other way. Um, and that's probably the most important thing, keeping your horses sound and knowing what's not normal and knowing how to, I don't know, do basic, basic things that you think people would know. And then they don't because after being a working student for so long, you just, I think you take that for granted. Like you, it's amazing what you come across that people don't know. Um, and people that 
ride at a high level. So I think that that's really important and it's a lot of work. And so I think it really kind of is a deciding factor. Do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? And I think, I mean, I know a lot of people that I worked with kind of said, oh, this isn't for me. And that's perfectly fine. But they wouldn't have known that maybe if they hadn't hadn't um, done their stint as a working student. So I would definitely recommend doing that. Even if it's just for a year, you don't have to do nine years like I did, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you, I I agree a hundred percent. You know, we were, we were just at Stableview the other weekend. We just kind of did a quick jump down there. We were doing some work with the Aiken showcase and the the LiftMaster Grand Prix. And, um, you know, we, we were, we were, we were staying at Stableview and that's where Boyd, and 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 um, Val Visceral mm-hmm. Pride and and a number of other riders mm-hmm. all base out of for the winter. And what's really interesting is you know you you really get to see that hey like Boyd rode four horses one day, and the whole rest of the day he's back on his own horses before he went to the show. He shows he comes home he rides more teaches walks his course for the next. I mean what you don't see behind the scenes, you know, cause if you just are a, a weekend warrior and you're an amateur or you're a young person coming up, you know, you, 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 you see the show for the weekend, you have your times, you go, you compete, you put your horse away and you go out to dinner with your parents. And, and right. what you, what you don't realize is, Hey, I, you know, I want to do this for a living. This is the lifestyle. You know, it's, it doesn't, you know, there it, it's seven days a week and, and from sun up to sundown and then some, so. And I think that you really yeah, only absolutely. see as a working student. Mm-hmm. That's my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think you can't truly appreciate how difficult it is and just all-encompassing, like your whole life is taken over by it. And that's great, but for some people, it's not what they want. Yeah. And that's, yeah. We'd see the same. I mean, that was mm-hmm. Boyd. We'd see Mike Pendleton doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. We would see um um valvis grinder pride doing the same and we saw so many people coming in and out of there all weekend and so it's it's all of them you know it's not it's not just limited to the boys i'm sure yes. you're just the same way you're busy and if there's an opportunity to ride you're you know you're you're you're, you're staying busy every day so yeah excellent answer i couldn't agree more yep me too so gabby as we wind things down do you have any sponsors or supporters that you want to highlight um yeah. Um, well, first I need to highlight my amazing vet, Dr. Lisa Casanella, because she keeps the wheels on the bus. Uh, and my farrier, J.R. Turner, who we literally could not compete without. And uh, Tina McFeeders, she has a business called TRM Massage. and she works on all of my horses, does amazing body work, takes as much time as she needs to, to work out an issue and gives amazing feedback. And she knows what's wrong before you can, you have, you tell her, you know, she knows if your horse is stiff on the right rein or, you know, she's just so knowledgeable. Um, and my parents, because I literally couldn't do this without them. They are so supportive. I'm so lucky. They love the horses. They love being a part of the horses and taking care of them and just all of that. They are amazing. Um, and my sponsor, uh, Delacour, they make custom horse bonnets. They're actually a Canadian company. Um, they make the most beautiful bonnets. They can do any shape or style any as much bling or as little bling as you want um any color you can think of um they can do soundproof ears or not soundproof ears custom sizes like my horse is a a horse head but he is cob size ears so he has a special bonnet i will say he looks proportionate but his ears are a little bit smaller than his head so they're amazing um and my horses wear their bonnets almost every day. Um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. And, if, you know, of course my coaches who I've had over the years and, and, uh, my current coach, I'm riding with Lynn Szymanski and she's been amazing. Oh, yeah. 
Lovely. Yeah, she's she's great. She's awesome. So that's fantastic. So, and then we want to thank for lining this up with mm-hmm. us was Frankie Terry at Stutes, Karen. Yes, right? from athletics. From athletics. Yes. So thank you, Frankie. Yes, thank and her you. Team over there. So, do you have any? What, how does that work? Are you? How, what's your uh, time with athletics? Um. So I'll be working with her this year, and she's really she's been amazing. I guess I should have mentioned her too. I feel like a bad person. Um, she has really helped me kind of make the transition from, you know, doing what I was doing now to being out on my own or what I was doing then to being out on my own. Um, and she's always available and she has such good advice and I can come to her with kind of any problem I have and, and she'll help me, help me solve it. So she's been amazing. So I'll work with her for this year and I'm, I'm hoping beyond that, but We'll see. She's busy, so she's. We're in contact with Frankie all the time. We know just how busy she is. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I get tired just thinking about what she probably does every day. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's a worker for sure. So, Um, and she's she's a very good inspiration for anyone who wants Mm -hmm. to learn how to, you know do it, you know, and not, and not, and, and go for it, you know? So whether it be running mm-hmm. at the top of the level, running businesses, she's, she's pretty awesome. So thanks again to Frankie and athletics for, for helping line yes, us up. So we absolutely. can get Gabby on the show. So, uh, so Gabby, we'd love to ask you this one question. Do you have a dream sponsor out there? Oh my gosh. That's really, that's a really hard question. I think I have one for uh, you. Uh-oh. You have one for her? Yeah, I do. Well, let her answer. Oh, okay, yeah, let her, yeah. no, 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 no. Let me hear it. No, I want to hear yours first. Than <laughs> this is a competition. Let's see. We better out <laughs> Who's got a better one? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Very competitive here on the show. My dream sponsor? Probably. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Um. Probably, I'd say Parlanti riding boots. Oh, okay. Who's that? They make very nice boots. What are they called? Parlanti. Oh, I never heard of them. No, I think oh, you're very nice. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Right. I don't know. That was a really hard question. I think Karen's got you beat, though. Yeah, I might have you beat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to laugh. But Pop Tarts. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> they fuel I can your... really use some more like Pop Tarts apparel. I have some Pop Tarts socks. See, um, oh, that's awesome. but that's that's about it. So we get Pop Tarts on like a saddle pad. Yeah, there. Kellogg's is the parent company, so that would oh, be yeah. big. We go straight to Kellogg's. Go straight to Kellogg's. You can be sponsored by the whole cereal line. They... Yeah, I can have cereal or Pop Tarts. <laughs> They, they fuel your ride, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Does your horse like the Pop-Tarts? Do you ever share? I don't know if I've, I don't think I've ever given him She's Pop-Tarts. He shared. Likes, oh, my goodness. He likes, stingy. you know what? I, I don't share those. So. <laughs> he uh, he likes blueberry donuts, so he'll he'll have his blueberry donut, and I'll have my Pop-Tart. They make a blueberry Pop-Tart. And everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> no sharing my pop tarts. <laughs> so what we learned today: don't touch Gabby's pop tarts. Right, right. Everyone or, should no. send Gabby pop tarts in the just, mail. Just send a box. Just send a Everyone box. send a box to or Gabby. Just next show they see Gabby's at. Just bring yeah, it. Just bring it on the fender. Bring to the, the next show. I'll be at I'll be at Red Hills and <laughs> <laughs> Rocking Horse next weekend. So well, we love feel Red Hills, free. Right? We love Red Hills. Yes, we do. So. I'm glad to hear you're going because that's going to be an awesome mm-hmm. event. Oh, it's my favorite event. Wonderful. wonderful I think. Wonderful. Yeah. And we know the folks at Red Hills listen to this. And I know for a fact that when they hear a rider talk about Red Hills, they get very giddy and they get very happy. Oh, so, good. No, it really is. It's are earning it's, some brownie points with the Red Hills folks right now. It's going to be sad, though, without all the spectators because that is the best part about Red Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they're doing but, a great job. They're doing a wonderful yeah. job. They're oh yeah, right there, there, and, I'm excited to go. But we'll see you on TV. Yeah, we'll see you on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it should be. It's going to be live streamed and, and the whole thing. So we oh, awesome. Had, we just had Mike Etherington Smith on, the course designer for the cross country. So if you haven't listened to that, I would get inside yeah, the mind of get your it. designer. Yes, I need to do that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. 
Well, best of luck with that. Hey, how do people follow along? Um, how do you know people follow on social media? I don't know if you have a website or, or what you have. How do people you know tune into what you're up to? Um, I'm working on a website, but that's not up yet. But I do have a Facebook page um, at Ruane Eventing, R-U-A-N-E. And I also have an Instagram um, under the same Ruane Eventing. Very cool. And you manage all that yourself? or Yes, I do. She's busy, Karen. Busy girl. So watch watch (laughs) out, Gabby. And when you're on course, you go by Gabrielle, right? So your official. Yes. That's my show name. Yeah. Show name. There we go. Yep. Well, Gabby, Karen, was this awesome? This was great. Can't wait to meet you in person yeah, one of these days. Yeah. yeah, me too. I know. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to get back to socialization. So. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. So, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. This is fantastic. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. To learn more about Major League Eventing, go to MajorLeagueEventing.com. And join our mailing list to get all the major league eventing updates. Cheers!